Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Thomas. How are you today? So far, so good. Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm, you know, we're back after we a short hiatus. Back. How long was our short hiatus? This is our second episode this year. Oh. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, maybe, maybe we had a little bit too, uh, too much to drink for New Year's or something. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe we hibernated too long. Yeah, that's I'll it. go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll blame the cat. So this is uh, episode 26. Mm-hmm. And we made it past our silver uh, month anniversary, uh, appiversary, episode anniversary. Sure. Something like that. Are those words? No. Okay. <laughs> and right now we are in the early stages of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are social distancing. Well, right. Well, we, not not that we not are not us. from each other, but right. we are from because the world. Because we live together anyway. And so, because lots of people, lots of people are social distancing, and businesses are being shut down, and a lot of people are being forced to work from home. Mm-hmm. There are so many people working at home that maybe haven't before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that's maybe what we could talk about tonight mm-hmm. is. Working at home. Right. And some tips for uh, being more successful because we work at home all the time. Yes. So um, we have some experience and we can offer some uh, tips and techniques that may help other people who aren't so used to it uh, be more successful. The first item on our list is to have a defined workspace. Very important. Yes. So if you're not used to working remotely, you got a call on Wednesday saying, oh, hey, we got a remote in tomorrow, so don't come in. We're going to email you instructions on how to use the VPN and uh, get set up. You might find yourself at the corner of the dining room table uh, or in an extra chair in the living room, or you may decide that it'll be just fine and dandy to work in bed. And we're here to tell you. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um, although, although if a corner of the dining room table is fine. Right. As long as it's defined. Yeah. As long as it's somewhere where you can leave some of your work and you can come back to, um, or, or you don't have to clear away somebody else's stuff in order to work, um, that, that you have kind of ownership of this space. Yeah, definitely that helps. Uh, we, we are fortunate enough and we planned ahead well enough to have a home office. So we have a whole floor, a big room to ourselves. Uh, we've got two big desks, We've got whiteboards, 
We have a door that we can close. If you can find a space that has a door that you can close, that would be recommended. But if not, you know, you, you work with what you have, but try to have a, have a space that you can kind of call your own and you'll be much more productive. So the second item is don't hesitate to ask for what you need or don't hesitate to get what you need. Mm -hmm. If you work for a corporation, don't hesitate to ask your boss or manager uh, for anything that you might need to have a good setup for your personal office. If you were independent, don't hesitate to get the things you need. Right. Yeah, Um, it is far more worth it to get another monitor or multiple monitors to help your productivity at home. Um, Yeah, this stuff isn't all that expensive, so... Right. Well, it pays for itself. Yeah. It pays for itself in productivity. Um, uh, So, again, in our space that we have, we have uh, our laptops and those screens, as well as two larger screens. I know for me, I like to have the script workspace on one screen, uh, another one that'll have, uh, you know, whatever main window I'm working on. And then the other screen is taken up with either the script debugger and the data viewer, or, you know, I have, I am guilty of having, you know, 15 windows open at once. So (laughs) sometimes I need, I need a lot of monitors for my, uh, window mismanagement. And we, um, we both use external keyboards because mm-hmm. we work on laptops normally. Right. And we got keyboards that di- different from each other, but ones that were very comfortable working right. on. Right. You have a really loud clackety-clack keyboard. Kind of like the clickety-clackety-clack Yes, you do like yeah. the clickety-clack keyboard. <laughs> and I have a standard Apple external keyboard. It's, probably, it's an older one. I like it better than the keyboard on the laptop. All right. Number three on the list is another that's kind of related to number two, to invest in a standing desk uh, or other big equipment that might be helpful. So not everybody has to go get a standing desk, but it will help you to move a little more uh, and, and just not sit all day long. Yeah, certainly not for somebody that's going to be working at home during the coronavirus and never again. Right. But maybe a nicer <laughs> chair would, uh, you know, yep. be something where, like if, if you have a dining room chair and because uh, one of the things that may come out of this could be that more businesses offer more flexible work environments, allow more people to remote in because this is a trial by fire uh, for a lot of places to see if it works. And once they ramp up their technology to be able to handle more remote workers, they might say, well, why don't we just do that more often? And so if they do, you may have a semi-permanent spot at home. Uh, Or if you're just working from home anyway, and you've got an uncomfortable chair, (laughs) consider getting a nice ergonomic office chair that will help with your productivity, help keep you comfortable, and save your back which is very important. Yeah. There's a huge price range for good chairs. Sure. So next is to get a VPN. 
possibly everyone that's listening already has one, already uses one. Uh, I know a lot of developers at home, many of them don't have desktops anymore. They do everything on a laptop and they plug in external, like we do, they plug mm-hmm. in external monitors, which means they occasionally find themselves in a coffee shop or something like that. Mm-hmm. So having a VPN installed and running on your machine all the time is just a practical move. And when when you're talking about VPN, so there's there's a VPN that your company or your client has set up to connect to their private network. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, VPN client application that you can store the connection settings and you can use to access those VPNs. But you're not talking about that kind of VPN. You're talking about another app that you would have on your laptop that you would use so that, uh, let's say when you go to Panera. To protect yourself from your ISP or to protect right. yourself from sn- people snooping at Panera. Sure. Know, but that, like that. So that's what I'm just saying to clarify that it's not because my first thoughts when I hear, oh, I'm using a VPN is, oh, you're using a VPN because you have to tunnel into your client network. Mm-hmm. And that's how you point to point get to that secure network, not having a separate application layer to protect you on the internet. Right. Is there a, an application name that you would recommend for that? I use NordVPN. Okay. There's, there's, there's a ton of them out there and some of them don't have the best privacy policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just look Read. around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look around. Don't don't pick the first one you see. And those are all paid, or some are paid, some are free. M- most of the most of them that are worth anything are paid. Mm-hmm. And then that is one benefit. To, I know we go to Panera, and sometimes oh, we can't use their connection to open up FileMaker. They block all their you know most of their ports, so we end up riding our phone line, which depending on what's going on could be terrible (laughs) right but this would be another this would be faster because you don't have to rely on you know riding on a device you can still use the the locations wi-fi right right yeah it's a good tip uh for number five um well the next bunch of tips that we have are uh about having a daily schedule when, when you work from home and you don't have to get in the car by 7.30 in order to get to town by 8, in order to get to the office by 8.45, in order to be at your desk at 9, uh, when you can wake up at 8.45 and wander over to your laptop and sign in and you're at work, quote unquote, it's easy, but it's not recommended. You should still have a time to wake up. And you should still have a schedule. So uh, so number five on our list is get up and get dressed. So it's easy to get up, roll out of bed, still be in your pajamas, and, uh, you know, still wiping the sleep out of your eyes while you're sipping on a cup of coffee and you get to your laptop. But you won't feel like you're ready for work, if that makes sense. If you, And this is not something that's for... I mean, this is for work at home, anything, not just remoting, but because this is a productivity tip from, you know, for forever that 
you want to get up who somebody somebody used to say get dressed to shoes like even put your work shoes on so that you are ready because you stand up a little bit taller you put on a different like like a, a ready to tackle your work personality and you get that vibe going by getting out of your pajamas it's very hard to get that kind of get up and at them attitude when you're still wearing your slippers. <laughs> so there's a relaxation that you have to shake off. So getting up and getting dressed will get you into the right mindset for work. Yeah, when I was a, uh, when I was a kid going to school, the school I went to had a dress code. And we had to wear dress pants and dress shoes and a button-down shirt. The boys had to dress like that. The mm-hmm. girls had a, a similar, skirt kind of thing. similar kind of uniform. Yeah. What they told us is when you're going to school, you're going to school to specifically learn. You are not going to play, so you should not be in your play clothes. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, that made sense to me. Sure. To put you in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like some of those um, stereotypical, you know, a character at a TV show. If you've got a, if there's a little kid who's you know, an aspiring CEO, he gets up and puts on a suit and tie to go to school. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, it's a stereotype, but that's people who, you know, little kids who are like, I want to grow up and be a banker. You know, that's what they want to do. That's how they're going to dress. And there's an attitude that comes with that too. So, yeah. So I get that. Next item is to write a to-do list for your mm-hmm. day. That's uh, very important. Yeah. So a to-do list, if you bullet journal, you can do that. Uh, writing your top three priorities, just something to guide you through the day. Yeah, yeah, that, some that helps a lot. Yeah, some some um, some productivity uh, experts will recommend that you spend uh, the night before, either before you go to bed uh, or before you leave your office. But usually they'll say uh, before you go to bed, and this is for people who. Uh, may have trouble falling asleep because they're thinking about their work and what they need to do for tomorrow. If you have any trouble falling asleep because of anxieties about work, write down everything that you need to do and get it out of your head. And it'll allow you to relax a little bit. And then you have your marching orders for tomorrow. And that'll help you. And then selecting your top three lets you get just gives you that goal and you can uh, decide to eat the frog if you want and that's taking the worst one and getting it over with Um, or you can do the easiest and you know bang it out but you'll at least be checking something off and that is very important for just feeling like you're actually getting your work done so uh next item on the list is to have project review meetings. And uh, if you work with a team of people, even if you're working remotely, if you have a project manager, they will still be calling you. Uh, You still have your team meetings. But if you are working by yourself, or if you have trouble without that kind of group vibe to keep up with your tasks, checking in with yourself or your small team 
with regular project updates is very important. Uh, we try to have project meetings at least twice a week, uh, sometimes more if we have bigger project going on. Um, and, and especially if it's something where we are kind of tag teaming some of the tasks, because then, you know, we can uh, check in, we have all of our tasks kind of outlined in a system, and we can walk down the list of active projects and say, you know, when was the last touch base? When's the follow-up? What's going on? Here's all the tasks. Is this one still open? You know, and, and walk through. And that also helps you to feel like you're actually chipping away at these um, big tasks and that you're moving forward. And these are not long meetings. No. They're generally 10, 15 minutes. Right. Um, they can go longer depending, but... Yeah, we try to get, we, we try to get in and out. Uh, so that we don't get bogged down in the tasks. It's just a way to help you stay aware of what, what all's on your yeah, plate. Yeah, or aware of what's on your teammate's plate. Right. Because if they, I don't want to say if they're sick tomorrow, because now's bad. It's a bad <laughs> environment for that. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're juggling projects or you're, like I said, if you're tag teaming something, one of your coworkers' tasks may end up in your lap. And if that happens, then you need to have an awareness about it so that you can be the most productive as you can be. The next item is one, uh, another, another one we've got online from a list of tips. And it was don't go home at lunch, meaning that when it's time for lunch, don't go sit down on your couch and watch television. And right, or watch a movie watch, and yeah. then get lost yeah. in the uh, it, the home environment right because that's easy to do too especially if you go to the couch <laughs> yeah right so um so. because you can stream everything for as long as you absolutely want now if you have you know for a lot of people you're remoting in you have your lunch hours over at one you know you've got to be backlogged in or someone's going to wonder where you are if you are your own supervisor you don't have somebody check in on you, so you have to you know, set a timer and go back to work. So you ha have to be aware of that time. The next tip we have is, it, it might sound like it's directly in opposition, <laughs> but it is to make sure you take micro breaks and even leave the building or take a walk. You can get, it's very easy to, to feel cooped up. It's very easy to get hyper-focused on your work, especially with the type of work that we do. If you're working on a complicated script uh, or a complicated piece of your project, um, sometimes it's very hard for us to tear ourselves away. I'm kind of thankful for the... Uh, we have. I have an Apple Watch. And it, every hour, it dings and says, Stand up! Time to move! And I like that. Sometimes I actually do. I, sometimes I listen. But I, I like that it's a little reminder that you should be getting yourself out of your chair and moving around regularly. Um, it's good for your health. It's good for your mental state. And the idea of the micro breaks, um, you know, if you set the timer 
for three minutes and go pace, <laughs> walk downstairs, come back upstairs, go outside. Um, we can't walk in our neighborhood usually. We probably could now. Barely anybody on the street. Yeah, that's We don't true. have any sidewalks. So it's difficult for us to go for a long walk, but we could walk around the porch. Yeah. And for micro breaks, I mean, there's, uh, for micro breaks, there's software available that you can purchase that actually interrupts your work and says, hey, stop typing, stretch your, you know, stretch your fingers, stretch your arms, mm -hmm. stand up, sit down. And those will actually, like you said, they come up, they give you the option to opt out of it. Right. But if you don't do anything, it'll it'll fade out the rest of the screen. Right. So that your work kind of disappears for two minutes while you can, uh, you know, you're kind of forced. Yeah. One, of my, one of my clients is a real large, really large company, and they require that to be installed on all their employees' machines. Mm -hmm. So they get... Longer breaks every hour, but really short breaks every 15 or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And find a balance that works for you. Right, right. Because it's also good for, um, you know, not only mental breaks, uh, a physical break, but then like repetitive stress. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it'll help you fight that <laughs> yeah. if you're doing, because um, if, if you find yourself in the same position for such a long time, I got bursitis in a shoulder one year from doing an uh, animation project because I had my arm up like this for five hours a day because I couldn't pull myself away from the project. So I did not practice that and I paid for it with physical therapy. Yes. So that's a good one. So the next one is move. Okay. <laughs> and encourage different ergonomic positions at different times in the day to do something different if you can... If there is a part of your job that doesn't require you to sit right in front of a computer, maybe it's reading a book or reading on an iPad or watching a video to... Um, for some kind of training. For some or, kind of training or, or something. Go sit in a different chair mm -hmm. and get in a different position. And again, it's just to keep things changing up for you. When you're working in an office, there's a staggering number of interruptions. Yes, usually. If you have an open door, yes. At home, depending on your environment at home, mm -hmm. you, you can possibly have virtually no interruptions. So two hours, three hours can pass and you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. So it's important to move and get into different positions. Mm -hmm. And that's where standing desk comes in help, helpful too. Right. So number 11 is to have an end time for the day and honor it. So this is another one that can be... This one's tough. It's very difficult. Now, again, if, you, if you're if you remoting in to a 9 to 5 job, and at 5 o'clock, you're supposed to clock out no matter what, then probably not that big of a deal. But if you don't like to log out or you can't log out until you're finished with whatever project you're working on, yeah, try, try to define an end time to your day. So if you're used to working until five, your brain's going to stop working at five <laughs> because it's used to it. I mean, it's amazing how quickly we can, you know, train ourselves to um, anticipate, you know, kind of this ebb and flow of 
of, of need. If you don't set an end time to your day, you might not have an end time to your day, and then you're going to work until eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And maybe, maybe you like doing that. Maybe you thrive on it, but, uh, you should stop and make sure you have a, a time of day. So for us, it's for me, I usually stop working at five to go make dinner. So I have a forced break for that. And then, well, you know, we have dinner. Sometimes I come back up to the office after dinner and try to continue more work. And then I have a lot of trouble stopping. And then that disrupts my nighttime kind of uh, routine. Yeah, for us, it's it's very difficult to find an end time. So we encourage everybody <laughs> who's now working from home to, to find that. And, and for a lot of people, it's going to be dinner time. It's going to be putting the kids to bed, you know, that type of thing. Or if you have a regular, you know, uh, every we all get together and watch a show at 730, uh, you know, stick to those kind of end day routines. Next is to explain your schedule to your family. Mm-hmm. So that's if you have a family. Right. If there's other, if there's anybody else in the house. Yeah, it helps while you're for home. them. And nowadays, everybody should be at home. <laughs> right. Everybody everywhere is all on top of everybody. So you probably have somebody, uh, you know, sharing your space with you. It helps for the family to know when you are on when you're in the office and working and don't want or you know really can't be interrupted by trivialities right and that happens a lot with kids and that goes also for your uh any friends or relatives anybody that might call you as well Mm -hmm. whenever i started working at home i would often get a call in the middle of the day from a friend who they had time off in the afternoon or they didn't go into work that day or whatever. And they would call me because, oh, well, you're working at home, so you're not doing uh, anything. They were, so they just wanted to chat. I'm like, yeah, I, I am working at home, but, right. I, but I am working. doing something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, helping them understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Right. Some ground rules. Yeah. So that's important to get set up ahead of time. Right. Yeah. And the, the next tip that we have is uh, to have visual aids to communicate with family. Um, So it's it's similar to the scheduling, but uh, so for our home office, if we close the door, usually it's open and the kids can kind of come up and and do kind of come up and down as they please. But if the door is closed, they know not to knock on it. (laughs) They know not to come upstairs Uh, Because we probably are in a meeting. And then another signal that we have is uh, if we are working on something particularly difficult, complicated, we don't want to be bothered, uh, we'll have a little signal. So Thomas has a hat that he will put on that is his signal, don't bother me. I'm deep into something and I do not want you to break my focus. So something like that can be very helpful. Um, and, and another thing that is useful with, with dealing with family members 
is not only let them know what your kind of ground rules are, but um, find out from them what their scheduling needs might be so that uh, if somebody else has a meeting or your uh, kids have a scheduled call with somebody else, uh, you know, that they're not running to you at the same time when you scheduled a meeting, you know, so it's mostly an awareness and an open communication for everybody to, to help the productivity. Make sure that the family understands your schedule. Mm -hmm. Whenever the kids do go to school, Mm -hmm. part of our schedule is that when the kids get home from school, they are more than welcome to come up and tell us about their day. Right. We take advantage of the fact that we're working at home and as long as, the, you know, that's worked into our schedule so the kids like it because they get to come home and, and decompress by right. by sharing something with us, which mm-hmm. is great. Having a schedule and sharing it with the family doesn't mean you have to be strict to the nine to five. This is what I would do at work. Mm-hmm. You know, work that time in for family. Right. And especially if you've got little kids, they don't they don't get it. You know, so yeah. you have to be flexible and forgiving and. Make sure that, again, you can have a little kid can understand that if the if the purple hippo is in the hallway, that means to be quiet because daddy's in a meeting. You know, you can do things like that and see how it goes. That's worth a shot. Kids are smart. <laughs> Next is a few things that can be lost once you leave an office environment mm-hmm. and you're not there anymore. Uh, an important item is to socialize with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. So if you used to work in an office and you're now being forced to work at home, there's the possibility that your company has set up Microsoft Teams or something where you yeah. everyone is on, mics mm-hmm. are open, and you can communicate with your colleagues. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we We don't have that, but we do have monthly meetings we have meetups right. with uh, other developers in the area, mm-hmm. and we also go and hang out with them every once in a while. Right, and and while the the physical meeting has been canceled or or postponed, postponed, right? they postponed it. Um, and if at the time it still can't be a physical meeting, then um, they're already set up for it to be remote, and so. You know, that's that's a nice thing and something to take advantage of. Look for remote uh, ways to get in touch with colleagues. Um, you can also, you know, reach out to people with a group chat or Slack, something like that. That's a good one. Yeah. As You know, because you just set up a, a group in Slack and just call it water cooler or, you know, social happy hour, something like that. And then everybody can just kind of tap in and it's a, a little more casual and not project related. Mm-hmm. So, so that you don't lose your sense of humor. Uh, another thing that you could take advantage of, um, and maybe something that's, well, so more resources may be available for you, uh, either from your employer, but uh, another, a lot of places in the last couple weeks have been pushing and offering more online training resources. You know, I've seen multiple uh, articles and posts on, uh, you know, remote learning and online classes 
<clears throat> that are being offered because, you know, these businesses like, like Khan Academy and like, who's another one? I know, I know it, I saw that uh, like Adobe made yeah. its cloud, the, the CC apps, like they're giving free access for 30 days, you know, so, so there are platform learning platforms that are out there that are offering to people because they know there are people that are stuck. There's college students who aren't allowed to go to school. Um, there's students everywhere. They can't leave. They might as well, if they want to have access to this stuff. So there's places who want people to use their platforms and are, um, actively pushing people to come and take advantage of their classes. So that would be something to look into. Cause also too, if you're saving on your commute time, you know, get up at the same time, use that extra hour in the morning and your hour in the evening to um, increase your knowledge and everybody wins. Yeah. And we've talked a little before about all the different places for FileMaker developers in particular, mm -hmm. where, where they can get some online training. A lot of it's free. There's some that's paid, but a lot of it is very much worth it mm -hmm. as well. So there's just, there's, there's tons of options. Right. The last item on the list is to don't be too hard on yourself for a non-productive day mm -hmm. or for, you know, if, if, if any of these tips sounded promising and you're like, yeah, that's the one I got to make sure I write my to-do list. I got to make sure I take my breaks or move and thinking back in the day and you didn't do it. Don't beat yourself up all the time about it. You know, mm -hmm. give yourself a break. For a lot of people, this is a this is a big adjustment. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, if you don't like it, it's a temporary adjustment. Right. But it can be good. Mm hmm. But yeah, it's definitely hard to remember to move during the day. I know that's something that I struggle with. You know, and not letting micro breaks get out of hand, get addicted to the news cycle. But yeah, don't beat yourself up. Tomorrow's another day. Yeah. But I hope everyone's taking care of themselves mm -hmm. and uh, wash your hands. Right. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Don't touch. Your Don't face. touch my face. <laughs> so if anybody um, has any tips or tricks that you'd like to share, feel free. You know, especially if you have, we didn't say much about any FileMaker things in particular. A little more general. Yeah, this was more more general, but so if any of you want to share with us your uh, working from home remote adventures, that would be great. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, you can always email us at off the record at profiledevelopers.com. And while you're out there, while you're listening, if you're not in a car or something, which, I, you know, probably not this week. Right. <laughs> If you could also go on iTunes and give us a review, we would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yep. And we'll see you again sooner rather yeah. than later. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks. Night. Night.